I think a lot of people would be surprised to know how we met. Right. Because it's not like how our journey <laughs> together has been, I think, kind of unhinged and unexpected. And we've actually met in real life, which is. Yes, we have. A, treat, a true, <laughs> true treat. So I think like just for backstory, like I used to work with Alyssa as an employee, like we were both employees and then we just were, I don't know. We just like instantly, I think clicked and we're also both Libra (laughs) October babies. And so, yeah, I don't know, but you're the kind of person who everyone wants to be friends with. And if you, if they don't, something something's up but like you know and I knew that going in like when I knew I was going to meet you in person I was like I cannot wait because I feel like it's it's hard to tell when you only know someone on the internet it's hard to tell like 100 what's really going on back there like you know and when I met you in real life like you you showed up with receipts (laughs) you were like this no this is how I am and so it was just so much fun and I feel like I did I did not want that trip to end and I can't wait to be able to see you again but yes, yeah soon what, soon yeah what did, so what did you feel about the how how did you feel about meeting an internet person in real life what was that like for you because I think uh, most of us like don't have those stories yet or you know we few and far between no for sure it's one of those things where yes like you're on zoom calls you're slacking you're doing whatever and you can get to know a person and have jokes and everything then when you meet them in real life you're around their energy right you're around their energy and even just little things like the way that they do things or the way that they maybe drink their coffee or all of these little things that maybe in your head you pictured this person doing and then you see it in real life and either it's like oh this is kind of what I was thinking or it's like no this is not what I was thinking but in a great way you know I think Mm -hmm. anytime I've met people or okay this is my favorite part about meeting internet people in real life is sometimes you'll have conversations with them, let's say by email, right? Especially Mm -hmm. clients by email, anything like that. Mm -hmm. And then when you meet them in real life and it's like, I get it. Like I I can hear you saying that email. So now when we email again, I know that that's your tone, right? Because tone is so hard to come across, especially in something like Slack or email or text message, like anything like that, right? So yes, sometimes if somebody has, like you have a super dry sense of humor, right? No. (laughs) Some people might not get that through a text message or a Slack message, right? Whereas when you're around you, you're like, I get it. So then when you're doing these things again, like Slack messages or email or whatever it is, then you can really hear, like you can hear them saying it, So you take it a different way. Mm. Yeah. You thought I was mean before. No, not you. No, 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 no. Not specifically you. I was just an example. But some people or some people are just straight. Like sometimes I'll text my mom and she'll say, okay, period. 
Why do they do that? I'm Why like, are you do mad? That? What is going on? What did I is, do? <laughs> what did I do? Like, why are you mad at me? I, uh, if you're okay, if you're listening, your mom texts you, okay, period, please send me a DM or something because I, I didn't know that everyone else's mom does that, but now I'm talking to more people who are like, why do they do this? I'm like, oh, okay. It's not just me. We've had that conversation before of just like, you know, it's, it's hard to know. And it's kind of my job to communicate tone through writing, (laughs) but it's also, it's also really hard to have that connection factor, like through words and just text. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. You have to put energy into it. I feel like it's not just like if if you're just trying to get a message across, it's easy to come across as blunt. And that's where I think people get tripped up on like marketing stuff even because they're just like, sure. just buy it. This is the thing. Like, buy it. <laughs> you know, just get it. It's fine. And it takes physical labor and like mental juice to really communicate in a way that you would say if you were speaking. Cause I mean, I, I can talk all day long, like, and, you know, and be way more compelling. Uh, but, but when it comes to writing, it's like, I just want this to be done. So yeah, that's why I'm so glad a voice notes exist. Oh, because- <laughs> I am a voice note stand like all day, every day. If you yeah. know me and we communicate, I'm sending you voice notes. Because then you can hear the tone in my voice. You can hear if I'm excited, if I'm sad, if I'm frustrated, like it comes across really well. I just, I love it. And I know some people aren't voice note people and that's cool too. So I always try to do a mix if I can, but if you know me, if you're in my circle, yeah, I will probably only be voice noting you. Yeah. And there's like certain times where it's like, okay, I can do a text version or this calls for a voice note for sure. Yeah. That's why Voxer has been so fun to be able to like incorporate in stuff either like with clients or just with, you know, biz besties or whatever, but it's just really nice to have that option. And especially the recall option for me, because sometimes I'll start talking and then I stop talking and my brain just turns off. And then I'm like, well, I need to recall that message because that's embarrassing. And other than that, like it helps communicate and get ideas or like, like sometimes you have to, do you ever have that moment where you just need to blurt out an idea just to get it into the air and then either get feedback on it from somebody or even like all of my self voice notes where I'm just like, yeah, I'm just all like, the time. hey girl. <laughs> and then I go back and I'm like, oh my God, that was such a good idea that I had. I'm so glad I recorded it. So we've talked before about connection and mm-hmm. that like hunger for it because being at home is lonely and it can kind of cause like a stir crazy you know, phenomenon where I'm like, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So you're like sitting in your whatever room and you're just like going through this roller coaster of emotions because there's no one else, you know, acting as a sounding board. So what are you doing lately to just find more connection in your day to day? That's like 
work related because obviously I can call my friend at any time and that would be a distraction. <laughs> that's not going to, that's not making me money, you know, but what have you been doing to, I guess, find an antidote to the, to the lack of connection that we've been noticing? I fully agree because I need connection and I feed off of people's energy, whether it's positive or negative. I kind of feel like I'm a sponge for it, which can be really good or really bad some days when I need to just, you know, calm my body and be like, it's okay. Nobody's mad at you, you know? Oh yeah. Um, but I think with connection, definitely a boxer with your biz bestie. I highly encourage it. Um, have that just to check in on and see, you know, how they're doing, how you're doing. And sometimes just blurt things out that maybe you don't want to tell your partner or your friends because they won't get it. I don't want to tell, I'm not going to tell my clients this because it's not relevant to them, you know? So to be able to have that where you can talk and you know, it's a safe judgment-free zone. I feel like that's really good. And then you can also act as that person's cheerleader, right? So it's a lot of that. I think what I'm going to be starting to do, so this is a challenge I'm giving myself, okay. is I want to get out in the the real world, like into, into IRL and connect with people and network. Like, I don't want to call it the old fashioned way, but kind of the old fashioned way where networking offline and meeting people or even like retreat or something like that, because I think the power of in-person we talked about this we talked, mm-hmm. um, because the power of in-person is something that can't be matched as much as you can zoom all day, all long, yeah. but to have energy in the same room and connect, especially with other business owners and people that are passionate and that want to genuinely help each other. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, huge. Okay. I saw this video today. I think that he, he seemed like a doctor. I think he was a doctor, but he was saying that we need eight hugs per day. Yes. Yes. And I was like, well, he said, actually we need 12, but eight will do. (laughs) And like four is like the bare minimum. And I was like, oh my God. I, some, you know, I, I would, I think it's safe to say most people probably go several days with zero hugs because it's just not something to think about like you know and so and especially if you are someone who dislikes hugs (laughs) yeah I'm a hugger I love I am too I am too (laughs) but that is the kind of connection like AI is not taking that away okay AI is not gonna hug you but I agree with you with wanting to go out into the world and just like feed off of people's energy in real life. It's so different. It hits different than this, what we're doing right now. I, this, I look forward to this. This like brings my day, you know, way up from wherever it was, Yeah. but you know, so it's like, okay, so like four hugs is Voxer, (laughs) you know, eight hugs, (laughs) hugs like a zoom call, but your 12 hugs is like, real interaction with somebody in the same room, you know? And I feel like that is, it's going to sound weird, but I feel like that's kind of hard to figure out how to do because it's like, where are people? (laughs) Where is everyone? And I think even in your personal life as well, right? So especially like with my clients and on Instagram, like what I share, part of it is 
making, like looking and analyzing the people in your life, whether those be business connections, whether that be friends, family, your spouse, your partner, looking at all of these relationships and see who are the people in your life that light you up. Who are those energy givers that you like feel like you have more energy? They fill your cup. You feel good. And who are the drainers, right? Who drains your energy? Who makes you feel like you need a nap afterwards? And not like you're going to cut, you might not cut those people out, but to be self-aware that you know this. And then those people that are your energy givers that you know you look forward to, like our call every week lights me up and I get excited. It gets me going for the week. I have like my besties, something I've personally been doing that's been a goal of mine is making sure I connect with them weekly. So whether that be we, one of my girlfriends lives on the other side of the country. So we'll do like FaceTime, whether that be going out for dinner. I actually went grocery shopping with my best friend last week. I saw that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So it's, it's finding those ways to connect because as much as sometimes, and especially myself living with chronic illness, something, it is hard because our energy is so limited, right? So we're always conscious of our energy. And one of the big things that I teach is how to save and manage your energy. But anybody, chronic illness or not, can really learn from this, that really finding those people in your life and realizing how they are and fostering those relationships and making time for connection, even though it may take time out of your day, it's going to give you something invaluable to keep you going in life. Yeah. This reminds me of, well, okay. A couple things came up for me, but like, I loved your friend date video that you did because that's something I used to do when I was single. I used to do those all the time. Like that was so fun because you have to do them. (laughs) You have to do those things. But when you have somebody in your, that can like go along with you and do the boring stuff and make it fun, then that's even, you know, that's even better. I do like mom dates with my neighbor. We go to Costco and it's just like so simple and so much fun. We do not bring children. Yeah. (laughs) We don't bring kids. We just go to Costco and we unleash. Right. And that's, that is a really good way. And I think that's why collabs are so popular lately because it's doing stuff you have to do. Like you have to market your business, but it's doing it in a way that is with a friend. It's like, bring a buddy, the buddy system. (laughs) And so it's funny to work today. So it's just like a more fun way to do the stuff you already know you have to do. And bonus, you get to connect, you you know, you get to have your eight hugs or whatever. And that you also reminded me, there's this show, you know how I'm always watching shows. So there's this ridiculous show, what we do in the shadows. And it's like a parody of kind of like the office, but with vampires and it's just hilarious. But anyways, so one of the vampires on the show, he's, he's like a normal human person kind of, but he's an energy vampire. He doesn't, he's not a blood vampire. He's an energy vampire. So he will just like, he works in an office. He just goes and like (laughs) tells the most boring stories and it's just like so lame. And that is what I always, always think of when I, cause you can tell in your body when you're Yes. With someone and you're like, okay, I'm going to need a break after, after this, or I need to limit my interactions with this person or like, I, you know, whatever. And I think that some of us have offers that are energy vampires too. And we may not even know. 
right? Like we might not even know that we have them, but if you deliver on something or you try to sell something unsuccessfully and it's, it's like causing conflict in your body, that's, that's what it is. And it might not be the offer. It might just be the way you structure it because not every offer is like suited for every personality and fully agree. Right. And so mm-hmm. we, we need to talk about this. Right. And I feel like that has just been something I'm so drawn to lately is like yes. you, your work with people with chronic illness is so important and it's, it is relatable in, in the respective energy. I, if I feel really like that resonates a lot with me because I notice my energy levels based on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I just, I, I feel like that's just so important to, so if you're listening, check in with yeah. yourself and your energy your level. Yeah. And your, if and your offers. Delivering <clears throat> on an offer, like let's say it has a lot of Zoom calls or mm. you are doing certain parts of it that one, you don't want to do. If you don't want to do something, you don't have to do it just because everybody else is doing something in their businesses does not mean you have to do it. If you really don't like doing it and your body is rejecting doing it, like really has no desire to do it. Maybe that's not meant for you. Right. And the same goes with clients is Mm -hmm. you're not meant for everyone. Everyone's not meant for you. And that's okay because in business there's, you find kind of your matches that work and your energy aligns. I've noticed that a lot lately with different contractors, coaches, like different people that I work with is more so I'm going on energy more than anything. If I'm on a Zoom call, a consultation call with you and getting to know you and I can feel your energy or I can feel like it's going to be a good fit, that's going to make a like a whole lot of a difference when it comes to working together, collaborating together, doing it. But yeah, if you have offers that you don't like delivering on, I'd really check in with yourself because it's just going to keep feeling like a chore. Yeah. And you didn't design your business. So you would feel like you're doing chores all day. You want to design your business for something that lights you up. And yeah, there's obviously going to be work involved, but that's also when maybe you look and see, okay, I absolutely love doing this part of my business. I hate doing this part of my business. It's not something I like. It's not something I'm good at. I don't want to spend my energy, one, dreading have to do it and then pushing it aside, pushing it aside, then having to get caught up and finding somebody that that thing lights them up, right? I think it can make such a huge difference. Yeah, because if you're doing, if you're like super focused and like, in flow of the stuff that you like that is making you money, you can afford then to have someone else do the Mm. other stuff. Because I think that's something that trips people up a lot, including me is, well, I can't afford to hire somebody to do that because I have to do all this other shit. And it's Mm. like, okay, so if you, if you restructure the other shit so that it's actually fun and enjoyable and like aligned with you, okay, then you're going to be bringing in the money to help you pay for the, like, like, for example, I don't, I know how to do my own bookkeeping. I'm, I'm actually very trained in it and I don't want to do it. And Mm -hmm. so when 
like that's the one of the first things I hired somebody to do in my business was, was take care of it because I don't want that to be something that I have hanging over my head. Like I, you know, and, and I think that's, that's the case for so many people. So as long as I'm focused on the stuff I like, yeah, like the money, the money will come and then the time will come to do more of that stuff. It's just, yeah, it's like a domino effect. Well, and it trickles down, right? So if you're at your computer all day or you're at work and you're doing that and it's something you're not aligned with and you're not fe- like you're not feeling it, you feel like crap, you're like, this sucks, why am I doing this? And you're stressed out, that's going to trickle down and that's going to affect not only yourself, but then your energy is going to reflect on other people's energy and affect the relationships you have. Like it's all, they're all connected, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, my family can tell if I've had a weird day. I noticed recently that I kind of created my own nine to five. Like before I decided, oh no, I'm actually going to restructure everything so that it works for the way that I work. The breaking point for me was, oh, I basically created my own nine to five that I was like dreading you know, Mm -hmm. showing up to. Mm -hmm. And if that's you also shameless plug, the, the membership that I run, Alyssa actually is a, um, coach in there. She does a one hour call per month supporting with like the system side of things, because that's a huge part of it. It's not just like, let's sell stuff. It's about, okay, well, once we sell it, let's make sure everything else in the back isn't clogging up our, delivery and our like brain capacity because that's something that I struggle with a lot and you helped me just clean things out in a big way so anyway go join the membership but (laughs) but okay so as always like this is the cornerstone question right of this podcast but when you started your business and I luckily was just I I was there I've been there the whole time and I got to you see have, you. you <laughs> I've got to see you do the whole <laughs> the whole journey to this point and it's just been so cool. And so when you started or between then and now, what is the most unhinged thing that you've done that has absolutely paid off? Ooh, okay. I think something and this everybody's version of unhinged is different to them, right? 100%. So- I think for me, the most unhinged thing I did when I went into this is I was a hundred percent authentically me. Mm. I showed up as me. I showed up imperfectly. I showed up Mm. in my flares if I'm not feeling well. And I was sharing my story. I was finally sharing it and not caring and saying, I'm going to put this out in the world. I know what I have is going to help people. I know I can help people and people with chronic illnesses like myself. And I know how to do that. And for once in my life, I wasn't trying to, I don't know if impress somebody's the right word, but I wasn't trying to live by everybody else's rules. And I'm such a rule follower. Like I'm a rule follower and a people pleaser, recovering people pleaser, I'd like to say. So for me, that was huge to be like, you know what? I'm going to show up and I'm going to share my story, what I'm going through, what I deal with on a daily basis, how I can help without 
Like, even if I'm having a flare or even if I'm showing up imperfectly, it doesn't invalidate the fact that I am here and I have things to help and I can still a kick-ass coach and my clients still get amazing results, right? But I think just showing up like that is, it was very different for me. It was very unhinged. Even right now we're doing this podcast and I don't have makeup on, right? And normally if I were doing a call, like back before I would be full makeup, hair done in a blazer, you know? So I've allowed myself to show up and on days where I'm in a massive flare and I can't function, I'm not making myself feel bad about it. I'm like, it's okay. Tomorrow is a new day. Like yesterday I was doing stuff and then I got in just an emotional funk where I just was not okay. And normally I would have just pushed through, pushed through, worked on things. But I was like, me pushing through is not going to do anything. I'm just going to get more frustrated. The work I'm going to create is going to be meh. Mm -hmm. And so me actually taking a break is not a bad thing for myself or my business, but just to throw it in here, because we're all about breaking habits and breaking generational things and all this stuff. Yeah. When I was in school, you tried really, really hard to get the perfect attendance record perfect attendance record, right? Mm. You want to never miss a day. So you get that little certificate that says that, right? As well as I worked in the last couple of years, especially because of my chronic illness, I was forced because I wasn't taking care of myself. I was forced to take time off when I would end up in the hospital or something like that. But that aside, I never called in sick. Even when I should have been curled up in the corner, corner, crying my eyes out, right? Like I would show up, I would push through and I would do it. And I was just harming myself, right? And we create these narratives in our mind that, well, I'm not going to be good enough or they're going to look at me as weak or bad at my job or whatever if I don't where, and that's why I think Gen Z and even their perspective on I'm taking a personal day. Yep. I need it. My mental health is a mess. Like I need to take this day for me. No questions asked. I'm telling you that I'm not asking, right? Mm-hmm. There's certain things that I admire and I'm glad that those things are starting to happen and people are respecting their bodies because we really yeah. only get one life and life is so fragile. Yeah. And time is the only thing we can't like make more of. And it just, you know, I know that's like so cliche, but it's just so true. I mean, I, I, I was, (laughs) I was watching a video about productivity last night and that's so unlike me, but anyway, I, (laughs) but it just, it came up and I was like, Ooh, this looks interesting. And so I watched the video and he just kept saying like, I just want to be intentional with my time. I don't care about being productive. I want to be intentional. And that made way more sense than, oh, you know, make your schedule look like this so you can get more done. Like that has never resonated with me. But the, but when he said, you don't have more time, you need to be intentional Mm -hmm. with it. Even if the intention is to rest, I was like, okay, thank you. And when you were talking about your, your decision to take time like take a sick day or not to take a sick day. I mean, 
it that all boils down to discipline, which I have I've shied a hold on. Remy's barking. I don't even know if you could hear that, but okay. Um but discipline can be, I've always thought of it as doing things uh a super rigid way in order to get better, like to get yeah, again, it comes, I think it's just to get more done or to like be the best. Like that's what mm-hmm. I had this image of what discipline is, is like you do this, you follow these rules so you can be the best. And that felt gross to me. Like, I don't want to, I don't care about being the best. I care about being my best mm-hmm. and discipline I've learned means saying no, when you don't want to do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> saying yes when your body is like telling you yeah this is a good idea listening to your energy so like I was just telling you before we started recording this I got in a flow like I was doing something I didn't really want to do but I just said nope you're gonna you're gonna put your phone on airplane mode you're gonna do the thing and when I was done I just had this momentum to like do more stuff and I noticed in my own brain, I was like, Hey, you have energy right now. You should use it. Don't go, don't go do something else because yay, you achieved a task. That's great. And normal me would have been like, cool. Now you get to go, you know, watch reels for 45 minutes. No, that that's, that's not a good use of my energy. And so instead I channeled some discipline and I was like, okay, I'm going to knock out this other task that I really want to get done. But because it's not like time pressured, I wouldn't normally have done it. I would have put it off till it was like last minute. And then the there's, so that I was very proud of, and I'm very proud of you for now saying, okay, I used to push through, you know, my pain, which, you know, I knew you at that time too, where you would just Mm -hmm. ignore whatever was going on with you and pretend like, okay, no, I can, I can pretend that's not happening. And we're going to carry on as usual. And I think that that's a huge improvement. And I can tell that you are better for it. Like you're just, Mm -hmm at more peace because you're like, I'm taking the day. And I think that's so inspiring to people that you help too, or people that, you know, follow you or whatever, take the day. It's, it's fine. Nothing's going to explode. No. And then realizing too, that taking that step and treating my personal life and my commitments with as much Discipline could be a good word too, but as much pride and dedication that I do my work life, right? I was always somebody that hundred percent, you need me to stay late. You need me to start early. What do you need from me? I will do it. You know, I will do whatever, how jump, how high I'll jump, you know, and everything in my personal life, I would just move. I'd be like, oh, I actually have to work till later. So I can't go to that. Or I'm going to choose to work this weekend and not do that where it was wild because I started to plan my weekends or do things and be like, no, like I have this. I need, so then I need to get my things done in this amount of time. Yeah. 
right? It's like restructuring it to make you realize that, okay, awesome. I'm going to get my work done in 15 hours this week. That's how much time I have. So I'm going to do that. And then yes. realizing too that like life happens, shit happens. Like if yeah. something isn't perfect, Alex Beaton, I believe it was Alex or Laura, her COO that says like done is better than perfect. And I think somebody else has said that, but done is better than perfect. For a perfectionist and somebody that's a big overthinker, that was a huge yeah. mindset to go past, right? Like same with, I have a, like a sticky note here that says like, real is better than perfect. Yeah. Oh, that was right. Me, I think. I think it was you. I think it was you. So I wrote it here because it's so true. It's like, and I think because I'm such an overthinker, also realizing if I send an email and the link is wrong, yeah. Obviously I want the link to right to go to the email and I can check those things and I can do it. But instead of, let's say somebody emails me and says the link isn't working mm -hmm. instead of me beating myself up and making myself feel like shit and garbage and be like, Oh my God, how did I not notice that now yeah. I'm a failure. My business is going nowhere. Like, you know, going down the road. I need to work like, at Starbucks forever. Yeah, gosh, I need yeah. to start a plug and my resume ready. You know, instead <laughs> of doing that, giving myself grace and realizing like, thank you so much to this person that reached out and told me having that gratitude instead of the, oh, I can't believe, you know, they emailed or whatnot. I just think it's giving yourself grace and realizing that we are all doing life for the first time. Like you look at the Barbie oh, movie, shit. right? Yeah, I don't know true. if you saw the Barbie movie, but I did, we're I all did. doing life. And I think that's allowed me to, to really get different perspectives on different people and kind of not like put myself in their shoes, but like think to be like, wow, like that person is going through a lot in their life and they've never experienced that. And just kind of seeing a different view of what they're going through in their life, because it's true. We're all doing this for the first time and going through different phases and all of our lives are so different in so many ways. Yeah. And we never know, like, we never know what's happening, especially in the social media world, behind the screen. We never know what's happening behind an email or behind a message. And that's why, like, please spread kindness like confetti and just lead with kindness because you just, you never know what someone's going through. Yeah. And just let shit go. Like, it's not, yeah. you know, I, I had a conversation with someone recently who was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe blah, 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 like whatever. And they let it like kind of ruin the day, this thing that happened. And I was like, I mean, yeah, it sucks, but also I have bigger fish to fry. Like I, that is not a good use of my energy. It, you know, mm -hmm. thinking, oh, this person should have done this instead of what they actually did. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't affect me. And I, I, I don't, I think that if, if you grew up or if you have spent a lot of time around like super judgmental people, it is extremely hard not to assume that everyone around you is judging you. Yes. I, I struggle with that too. Of course I'm, you know, I'm a human person. <clears throat> and so it takes real energy for me to be like, I don't care <laughs> if mm -hmm. someone, if someone thinks I'm an idiot because I sent the wrong link in the email. Okay. That's what they think. I can't control that. 
all I can control is sending a new email with the right link, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like true. being at peace with that. I'm, I accept that that is the solution, you know, to the problem. And like next time I'll just, you know, double check my links or whatever. But I, I, I grew up and I would say very recently got rid of this huge fear of looking stupid. Like mm-hmm. I just was terrified that someone would think I was stupid, which is <laughs> such a waste of my brain juice. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. they could think that if I what was it, a Harvard graduate, I don't know what yeah, you could be, think of me. <laughs> you know, like the queen of England or the prime minister, exactly. you know, they're still, people still are going to have their opinions and I think that's yep. a big lesson to learn is, especially in the business world, there are going to be yeah. people that judge you or maybe think a certain way about how you do things. Mm-hmm. Let them think it. Let them yeah. waste their mental energy yeah. on you if they choose to do that, which I encourage yeah. nobody to because it takes a lot of energy. If you are frustrated about something and that really does not affect you, right? Yeah. If really doesn't affect you. And then you go and spend energy telling somebody else about it and then talking about it more. And then, you know, it's not helping you either. Like it's just sucking your energy where you could use that energy to either work on your business or do something, excuse me, that you actually want to do. Yeah. I mean, you're essentially giving, okay. So you're giving away your power to everything that is out of your control. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a waste. It's just, it's tr- straight up a waste. Yeah. In the year of the Barbie movie, don't give away your power. Okay. Just focus on yourself and like how you can make an impact. And yeah, I think that you are a really, really good example of that. Like you just embody that. I, I, it's it's inspiring truly like you 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 told me something earlier that helped me find the strength to like power through that thing I didn't want to do today Mm -hmm. and you know and so that is a great example of using your energy for good this has yeah this has been really this has been really really good obviously I knew we were going to have a nice conversation but okay so your unhinged thing was being yourself, feeling super authentic and like showing up. And I applaud you for that. I know how hard it, it is to just get over the mindset, you know, blocks of like (laughs) everything. And especially about putting things on the internet where people feel the need to share every inner thought that they have about what, what someone else is doing. I need Um, to shout someone out. I have to say, Oh yeah, do it on that. Okay. So It was not easy for me to first show up like online as the way that I am and just to tell my story and feel okay with it because I also, I hid my chronic illnesses for like 15 years. I just hid them. I pretended I didn't have them and I didn't talk about them because I never wanted somebody to judge me or see me less than and think I was using that as an excuse for something or, you know, so it took me a really long time. And then I made life changes and implemented systems in my life and all of these things that I did that now allow me to live a life that I really love 
and be proud. Like I'm doing these things along with my chronic illness, right? So on brand by Sarah, Sarah is freaking amazing. She is a social media, TikTok strategist coach, and she helped me show up. She helped me show up so much. She's a fellow chronic illness warrior, which was amazing as well. But her helping me and boxing me when I need that pep talk and helping me share my story was just really powerful because it gave me kind of that like launch, that rocket ship to realize that I can do this. Yeah. And she's been on this podcast. So go listen to her episode if you have never heard of her. And, and you also did her VIP day, which as of this recording, she still offers. So, you know, that was something I think that helped the momentum for you. Like hundred percent. Yeah. Like it helped you. What did you do? Like 30 videos or, or how did that yeah, work? So it was one day. So you did like a strategy session before, and then it was one day of filming. So I only had to yeah. film for one day and I did all of these things. And then she goes in she added some, she gives you like all the things. So you have 30 days of content, essentially like a month's worth of content. But for right. me, that was just so great because I need to really, I watch where my energy goes and my spoons and spoons. If you haven't heard, there's a thing called the spoon theory. Come DM me on IG and I'll tell you all about it. But the spoon theory and really saving my spoons. So being able to do it in one day and then knowing I have that content was just, it made a huge difference. Something I need to do again for sure, because it just, yeah. And even if you don't have a chronic illness as a business owner, for you to do that, instead of spending like 20 minutes every day doing it, if you can get kick-ass content done and ready to go. Yeah. And what I love is it wasn't just, I wasn't just dancing to trends. Yeah. Like this content that will kind of like see on the test of time that gets things out there. So yeah, I definitely, any biz owners that want to get out there or want to be more on social media, all of that stuff, reach out. She also has a membership too. Like anyway, go does. talk to Sarah. She'll hook you up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you go on to her, onto her episode, it, all the, all the links that you need are there and you can do um, some, a little exploring of your own, but yeah, I big fan. Absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And I love the results that you got from that too. Like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the videos themselves. So cute. Okay. Great. Yay. Well, this has yay. been a delight, of course, obviously. And I, if you're listening and you are like, wait, I need a chronic illness coach, or I need to learn how to do, you know, systems in my life because I have chronic illness and I have, you know, school or work or kids or whatever it is like, okay, great. So the links are going to be down there for you to go and explore Alyssa's membership and you need it. It's so much fun to have you here and to have you in my life. And I'm just so, (laughs) I'm just so excited. I'm so grateful Um, for you. (laughs) But the, you know, the feeling is so mutual and I can't wait for us to do some kind of IRL thing again. So I'm sending you 12 hugs and I (laughs) appreciate you (laughs) sending you all 12 at one time. Appreciate you. And we'll talk again soon. Yes. Bye. I don't know how to stop this recording. Here we go. Oh, here.